0: Welcome to This Osteopathic Life. This is Dr. Amelia Beeky. I am honored to share with you the philosophy that has underscored my personal and professional life and explore how osteopathy truly is for the health of all things. I see these principles in action every day in my varied roles as physician, parent, athlete, writer, musician, coach, and entrepreneur, and hope they will light the way for the path to your best health. Please note that while I am a physician, this podcast is intended to share general information and encourage discussion about medicine, health, and related subjects. The content provided in this podcast and any linked materials is not intended and should not be construed as medical advice. Thank you for joining me for episode 36 of season 3 of This Osteopathic Life. We are on day 9 of the daily podcast adventure here in November 2021, and I thank you for joining me for this opening arc of the experience. If you were here yesterday, if you listened to yesterday's episode, you will know we began exploring in greater detail the activation process, which is a framework, a curriculum, a foundation that I have developed beginning in the time of shifting from in-person patient experience to virtual and seeing how this has expanded for self-treatment, for meditation, for awareness of own health, opportunities for engaging and developing a strategy customized to each and every person for any particular situation. And we opened exploring the first two components of this 12-stage phase process. And we'll recap those really briefly here. And I want to bring forward that these episodes are shorter by design, these are the shortest podcast episodes that I've had in the past three seasons, intentionally, with the opportunity and the invitation for you to pause, to reflect, to make some notes, to write things down, to share it with another, to give yourself some space to consider, not to get it right, not even necessarily to understand, but to let yourself experience these concepts in a different way and open up the possibility that you can make use of them in the way that is most meaningful, successful, accessible to you. So yesterday we began with assess, taking inventory of what is and we examined mind, body spirit, personal, professional, public, and I'd love to hear from you. Share on the various dysoceopathic life channels what came up for you? What areas did you notice were robust and full and you give a lot of attention? You had no difficulty answering and noticing what the assessment was. And what areas perhaps you weren't even quite sure what to write down? Were there any things that were available to you in that space? Were you giving time, attention to those areas? And if not, Perhaps as you then stepped into acknowledge, clarifying the relationship of what you observe and seeing the thoughts you have about those results, about the assessment, about that inventory you took of your life, and you were able to say, I'd like to invest more time here. I would like to prioritize this component of my life. I'd like to see how integration could help me to be more supportive and more effective in these different arenas and capacities. And so he began that experience of noticing thoughts, that concept of becoming, of being, of acknowledging, of stepping into, of recognizing that you are a master noticer of your own life. And the more you own that, the more you engage with that, the richer the experience you have can be. And so as you moved through those first two components of the activation process, Just seeing what came up for you. What would you like to see more of? What would you like to shift? What do you feel might be missing from that list? And how can you begin to create that for yourself? Now, these next two components are some of my favorite. And I feel like I do say that most weeks when I'm teaching this course on a weekly basis. I often say, oh, I love this one. And not because I generated it, and I, in many ways, don't feel like I wrote this curriculum as much as it was there, and I offered it space in words on a page, and means by which to engage with these concepts. It's interesting, as I read more books, listen to more books, listen to music and podcasts, and there was actually a documentary on there being no original music. Everything is playing off of something else and building on others and taking lyrics. And I have some difficulty thinking about that, thinking about our creativity and our uniqueness and the importance of respecting and revering that which has come before. And in some recent books that I've been reading of people that I really find helpful find to be brilliant, with whom I resonate, what I realize is they're often referencing other previous authors, other concepts, sometimes very explicitly, just taking you on a separate walkthrough of a different work, be that relatively recent or a classic piece of literature, and they're repurposing it and bringing it forward and offering their interpretation. And I notice myself thinking, is this okay, right? Is this just them taking someone else's work and bringing it forward? But the gift of it is that they take something that exists, that can be revered by many, can also be unknown to many, can seem unaccessible to many. And by bringing it through their own lens to their audience, with whom they have a connection, with whom they have an understanding of certain ways of speaking, dialogues and dialects, by referencing this classic text, they actually bring it into greater focus. And they offer opportunity for others who might not have on their own come to know it. And so these concepts, you could find them in lots of different spaces and arrangements. And I think of that in the CrossFit model as well. And the founder of CrossFit, who has since shifted ownership of the company, but in the formation of it, and we could talk about that, in a whole other episode as well, his role and that transition piece. But thinking about the original core of it, right? This is a person who didn't invent squats or running or jumping or gymnastics or weightlifting or track or any of these sports that have been amalgamated into this space. And there is a sneak preview, right? some foreshadowing of a future component of the activation process, but also a recognition that... There is merit in bringing together already existing concepts, of course, with attribution and respect for the origination or the nearest origination to you, knowing that there are probably iterations prior that may never have been acknowledged or attributed appropriately. But putting them together in a certain way that makes them more accessible to a wider or to a different or to a specific audience has value. And as I see the activation process come to light, come to life, that's what I notice. And it is through me that these concepts come, but they're not mine to own. And again, we could look at logistics and legality and copywriting and trademarking all those pieces but more to the point of what the greater purpose of this project of this curriculum of this experience might be, and both owning, stepping into this space and the role that I do have in being a steward of the experience of the information, of the concepts of the foundation of the framework, of crafting this structure to optimize function. Of stepping into those osteopathic tenets in a new and different way, and it is much beyond me what is available, and it's for and with every person as they read it, as they listen to it, as they sit with it, as they reflect upon these concepts, it is theirs as well. Just seeing that, and if you're in a space of creativity, noticing that component? Where perhaps are you not owning it? And where can you acknowledge and honor your role, your purpose, your gift in that space? And where can you also see that the brilliance of others becomes yours through appreciation? And you can enhance it and enrich it through the sharing of it and through the acknowledgement of what the person who crafted it and earlier or originally had to offer. And I want to be very clear here. I'm not suggesting anyone take someone else's work and claim it as their own and repurpose it and sell it. Not okay. Not appropriate. But there's a distinction and a difference of taking in, learning yourself, taking in the wisdom, taking in the brilliance of another, being with it, integrating it, incorporating it, interpreting it, offering it up through your lens, and seeing if a wider audience, if you can be part then of the ripple effect of where that message could go, and absolutely pointing them back toward the source as well. Sometimes available for direct and live and continued interaction, sometimes not, right? The author may have passed this physical plane. The artist may no longer be with us, but we can certainly honor that which has transpired. All that to lead us into the third component of the activation process, which is awaken to recognize the energy And this is the week in the program. This is the phase in the process where we step into or at least pull back the curtain and take a peek at our feelings. And if we're not ready to own them at feelings in general, as they exist in the world at the energy that they represent and many times particularly when working with physicians and other healthcare professionals, there can be some dissonance. There can be certainly some distance established between that person and their feelings, a turning away from, a numbing, an ignorance of, and not in the lack of capacity for or even intentionally but shutting down and suppressing and compartmentalizing feelings as a survival and even a thriving mechanism. And that is totally true for me. And less so I would say in medicine and more so in my own life and lived experience. And I shared this a few episodes earlier during this daily podcast adventure challenge of tuning out of feelings and tuning very much into and amplifying the sound of those tracks of thoughts in my head, of the rationalization, of the explanation. And today, I have to share, I was able to bike and meet my oldest son on his ride home from school, and we continue to navigate that process of how to encourage biking. I saw from one of my friends on social media that his son is biking two miles to school each day through the city of Chicago. And I thought, well, if he's doing that, we can handle it here on our, you know, off-road tarp trails that are groomed. In any case, I had the moment to go and meet him, and it was a lovely day, getting cooler, although we've had some unusually, delightfully, but unusually warm November days here. And as we met, it was a more jovial mood, right? And sometimes it helps if I arrive with food, we've talked about We can support ourselves with nourishment. And he was sharing the experience of the day and offering up that he had this new assignment and it was drawing on some of the skills that are not necessarily his strengths. And he was a bit nervous about it, but also ready to take on the challenge. And then he offered up that he was Trojan of the Month, and that's the school mascot. And all the schools here are basically the same with just different, slight different iterations, Trojans and Titans and Gladiators. Oh my, if we might add on to that. But he says, as Trojan, of the month. And I said, oh, well, what does that mean? He said, well, for the month of October. And I asked, you know, who decided and what the qualifying factors are? And, you know, was it one student or multiple students? And he, he answered those questions. And he meets me in my logical and rational and questioning space. And I did have the feeling of pride, of joy, of excitement, maybe some relief right? as a freshman in high school, and going from a very small school environment his whole life into a very large, and we could look at the numbers specifically, but a much larger environment here, and how will that be, and what would the integration be, and to see that. And as he answered the questions, I realized, too, there's a moment, right, to just simply be celebratory and to let all of those other pieces be what they are and explore it. So what are my feelings? What energy did I have around that? And there was already that pre-sharing energy of more excitement and enthusiasm, which is interesting because as I shared, sometimes meeting up for those bike rides, there is a different energy, less of a desire to be on the bike in that moment and being tired from the day, but he was clearly energized by the experience of his day, even with an assignment that was going to push him into a place of challenge and likely because of this experience in this honor of being named a student of the month. And as we continued to bike, (laughs) he noted to me, you know, I think my head's gotten bigger. My helmet just feels like it's quite small. (laughs) And I had this undercurrent thoughts, right? Because if we just shared his experience of being named a student and feeling proud about it, right? There could be this ego sense, although I didn't get that impression, right? He was sharing with joy and also humility, owning it and not... Over owning it, if that could be a way through and appreciating, you know, his best guess is he didn't know how a student was named, was that perhaps it was his teachers and that he likes to help his classmates, and perhaps that was an acknowledgement that was made. And in any case, as he mentioned, the tightness of his helmets and the perhaps increased size of his head, my automatic rational self says, oh, well, maybe you have a different helmet on. We have two that are the same color and style. And one is, you know, an adult, small, medium, and one's a medium, large. And that's where I go. And he's kind of looking at me and smiling, laughing a bit. And I said, or maybe it's because you're student of the month now. You know, your ego has caused this unusual, unexpected inflation. And he said, yeah, that's why I said that. (laughs) And I had to, of course, then laugh and that maybe I ruined the joke by explaining it but actually I think we laughed more because I had gone the rational route and he was attempting humor in that space and the two of us perhaps are more like in that less inclined to jump right into the feelings space and it was a joyful experience of banter and of celebration and of taking ourselves not so seriously, right? approaching this assignment with some element of comic relief on how it's going to go and playing into strengths and acknowledging weaknesses and also right, owning that it's okay right, to be in a space of being honored and to accept that and appreciate it and reflect it. And so awakening in that space, recognizing what energy was there, and the energy I could recognize immediately was excitement and enjoyment and curiosity and engagement, right? all of those coming up as we met up in that space. And then the lightness, right? Simply that enjoyable way of being and having the laughter and a bit of silliness which for a person who tends toward the serious, can be a welcome, if unfamiliar, experience. So that's awaken. And we begin simply to recognize that there are feelings, they are energy in our body. We can give them names, practicing the names with them, and feelings wheels have been really helpful for me and in working with others in my programs. And so I'm happy to post one of those, for you. I'll put one up on this osteopathic life and you can check it out. And then the next component really stays with feelings and literally stays with feelings as we step into allow and embracing what is present. And this is the space where we're welcoming all the feelings and widening that aperture. I like to think about that narrow space where I began, and for many years, kind, calm, and peaceful were my top three, and often only three, feelings to which I aspired, that I allowed, those were the ones that were okay to be with. And what I noticed was the reason for that was to keep myself safe from those feelings that I didn't like, that I didn't want, that seemed inappropriate, that seemed unstable unpredictable unfamiliar unfriendly and that might be angry and sad frustrated disappointed and it felt like if i could stay in a kind calm peaceful could keep myself out of those right i wouldn't be at risk of falling into that swampy water and what it also meant was that i was on this island. And the beautiful, clear waters of joy, of satisfaction, of contentment, of happiness, feelings that we all may seek to experience, are also not available. Because that expansion and that stepping off of the island happens in a circumferential fashion. So if we close off certain parts of it, that closure tightens up, circles in, and it closes off all of those feelings for us and beginning to see that feelings are feelings. And I go back to my kind of free to be you and me album from my youth and just seeing that feelings are there right? and their energy. They can't cause us any harm. Right? They can sometimes feel uncomfortable, right? but being with them can allow us and being with them is us allowing the feelings to just be. And often they will dissipate much more quickly from that space. And you might say, well, that's no good. Cause I want those beautiful clear waters of those desirable feelings not to dissipate, but it also means they can come back around Right? we make space for all feelings. And when feelings can feel overdone, even that word and that concept, if we put it into the context of embracing the full human experience. And notice this and how it happens for ourselves when we are not willing to be with a feeling. We do things to avoid it, right? we do things to run away from it. And those can be all different varieties of activities. It might be exercise or food or consuming alcohol or it might be shopping. Right? There are different ways we can avoid and numb ourselves to those feelings. And what if right, we could trust ourselves enough to be with and be in those feelings? What would that be like? And so if you take a moment... Here, to stop and look at what are your top three feelings what are some feelings you seek to avoid how are you avoiding them and what would it be like to let yourself just and saying just in the simplicity of it not necessarily the easiness of it but the simplicity of it to be with those feelings and that's where we will pause for today again shorter by design so that you have some time available to reflect on write down get out of feelings wheel see if you can expand your vocabulary and join in this experience join in this full range of human emotion and see how it shifts your engagement with the world around you with others around you and Perhaps, I'll add in, in light of the story that presented itself here today, that perhaps you can notice how the people around you might be operating. And some might very much be in tune with, attuned to, responsive to their feelings in ways different than yours. Not better, not worse, just different. And beginning to see that, to see that we all operate in different ways and have different tolerances and capacities for being with feelings can help us actually to step into a space of connection. I'll be back again tomorrow as we move into the fifth and sixth components of the activation process. We'll do a brief recap here of where we've gone so far. And I thank you for taking the time to explore these concepts. And please do share what comes up for you with me any way in which you feel comfortable this is dr milie Beaky with this osteopathic life thank you for listening